my tea, your tea, chai tea. My reality sips it all over discussions about current issues, mental health, relationships, successful business, on your road to stardom. We even spill the tea on our own business. So tune in every Monday for a brand new episode of My Reality Podcast, bringing a little bit of reality to your virtual world. What's up? And you are now tuned into my reality podcast. I am your host, Chris. And Tia is not here with us today, but she will be back soon. So don't y'all worry. I know y'all love her on the show, as do I, but she will be back soon. We've had some scheduling issues, but let's get on with the show. So my week has been pretty good you know a little busy a little hectic we've have some really amazing guests coming up on the show y'all are gonna be wild and surprised and you know we got a little bit of everybody but we're still looking for people you know contact me on um instagram my reality underscore podcast one and that is spelled m-y-r-e-a-l-i-t-e-a underscore podcast y'all know how to spell podcast like let's be smart about this in the number one that is on Instagram or you know you can write me on Facebook um I ain't gonna give y'all my Facebook <laughs> so nah just hit me up hit me up on uh on Instagram or uh email us email us those the easiest way to get into contact with us and for us to you know keep up with y'all messages are through email and that's at myrealitypodcast at gmail.com so today we have a special guest here. We have the lovely Trisha. Say hi, Trisha. Hey, everyone. And Trisha owns a nail shop. Um, what's the address to the shop? Eight eight zero South Grove Suite Three in the Lake Point Center. Addicted nail salon. Amazing, amazing. So, how long have you been in business? I have been in business for 15 years. Um, when I first started, it was hair and nails, and I also had a barber. Um, but I decided to change over and switch into just nails. And I've been in business now for three years with just doing and owning a nail salon. So what made you jump into the nail business? Um, well, I was young. I was working at a dealership. And I had no more room for growth You used to sell cars? I did not sell cars. I was in the office. I did oh, a lot okay. of the paperwork uh, for when you purchase a car, which I was a car biller as well. I was doing the paperwork for the service department. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, my boss hated me. I didn't like him. <laughs> <laughs> the feeling was mutual. And I just needed to do something else with my life. So I decided to look into nails. I've always been kind of interested in it. And then I got pregnant. With my first child, I wasn't looked into it, didn't really keep at it. And then I decided again when she turned two that it was my time to research it and go to school for it. And here I am today. Awesome. 15 years later. Okay. So how have you remained in business for so long, such a lucrative business? And you're doing well. You know, we're in her shop right now. It is beautiful. I'm going to post some pictures on our um, Instagram and on Facebook. But you're doing good. You're doing well. So how are you able to maintain that momentum? Well, it hasn't always been that easy. I can't say that it has. It hasn't always been a lucrative business for me. Of course, I've been through trials and tribulations. 
But this go round, I rebranded myself. I changed some of my structure. And um, of course, you know, social media is here. And it does. It is free advertising. It helps keep you out there. But I'm kind of old school. And I get most of my business off of word of mouth. So do we. So do we from... Um... We get a lot of our viewers from word of mouth. You know, somebody be like, oh, you know, I listened to her podcast, such and such told me about it versus uh, social media. But we do get a lot of people from there, too. But a lot of ours is word of mouth as well. Wow. I didn't even know you was in business for 15 years. I don't know why I thought it was longer than that. Because no, I can't remember you not doing nails. By the no. way, Trisha didn't know me my whole entire life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're family. Right. <laughs> But it's it's different. Um, like I said, referrals are everything. You trust somebody's um, opinion about someone else before you just trust social media. Yep. Social media can kind of be fake, phony, filtered. But you're also going to look at it and kind of watch it for a while. I do the same thing. But I also ask someone else, have they been serviced by this person or do you know this person? And you kind of go from there. You can't really trust social media. It can be kind of fake and phony at times. But you can trust people referring other people. So, can you tell us an interesting story about doing nails? Or maybe somebody's nails that you've done, maybe famous, maybe not. Maybe you've had a bad experience knowing somebody's nails. I mean, it has to be something. <laughs> well, being in this industry, you come across a lot of different walks of life. Some positive, some not. Um... We just recently had an incident where we got a bad review from a, a customer wanting to change into a client but had never been serviced from us. Um, it was a misunderstanding of, about time, appointment, and we tried to figure it out, and she ended up going to make a bad recommendation. So I could say that was the most thing that ever really happened far as bad business because mm -hmm. she never even entered the building and some of the things that she put on our Facebook was definitely false. So That's dealing crazy. with the situation was a little hectic and on top of that she kind of made fake pages and things like that. But people are crazy because it's like for what? I think it's an attention thing. And uh, people don't understand that when you are self-employed, you are here to feed your family. Like, this is all I do. I do have another business venture that I'm working on. Would you like to tell us about that? I sure would. Um, I have a gift. Um, I'm into interior design. A lot of people come to my home, my business, and they tell me that I should go into interior design. And they're absolutely right. I'm telling y'all, if y'all see this shop, it looks like... Um... Art van set up Ikea type of it looks very everything has a place and everything is in its place and it's very clean it's very proper like every it looks great in here so I could definitely see that so I'm getting older I want to expand and in in our today's economy we have to have multiple bags of income so I would like to have multiple bags of income and on top of that that's something I love to do so it's not really like it's a job job but it's something I'm interested in. It's fun. And I'm already in the store all the time anyway, so I might as well. Have you had your first client yet? I have several clients right oh, now okay. that I am working on. Cool, cool. And with, I'm trying to manage my time from the nail business and the, the interior design things. 
but I do showcase, you know, my salon a lot and little pieces out in stores that I'm that I like pricing in my home. And moreover, it's me letting people know that you don't have to spend an arm and a leg to have things look nice. So you can do a lot of things on design on dime, which I say. You don't have to spend five hundred dollars on a vase. You can find a nice vase for seventy-five dollars. You can find nice paintings for twenty dollars. I do a lot of my shopping on clearance, which has <laughs> helped me a lot and it saves you money. Awesome, awesome. Well, I see this humongous ring on your finger. So what? So what's going on? <laughs> like this ring is massive. Well. You know, sometimes your life takes different trials and tribulations. I have been with my fiance for over 20 years. We've been engaged for 13. I congratulations, know. congratulations. Thank you. I so know let's get to the T on that. I know it's a long time waiting. <laughs> we hear this all the time. But life takes over sometimes. And when the time is right for you, the time is right for you. When it's not, it's not. And we are not those type of people that you just get married just because. Marriage is definitely coming back in this age that we're at and in the 20s. People need to take it seriously, and we are those type of people that want to take it seriously. It's more than just a piece of paper. It's more than, than the ring. It's more than the last name. It is somewhat a business. So what made you want to get married now versus just being together just forever? Because a lot of people just like, oh, I don't want to get married. It's just a piece, like you say, you know, just a piece of paper. What's the point? And I was that person. I was that person. <laughs> so that, what made you change your mind? Um, me, myself. Um, the love that I have for him, our relationship. I couldn't imagine being with anyone else. Um, I'm kind of mad at myself that we wasn't married all this time. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't right. Okay. Um, and I want to go into this on a right note, not just for him, but for me also and my children. Oh, and I have daughters and I have a son and I just want them, I want to lead by example. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what are some things that, pressures that people try to put on your relationship? And how are you able to just kind of get past it and avoid it? Like, ah, whatever y'all just talking um, I'm more or less a nonchalant kind of person. I've never been one to really care what people said about me. Um, unless it was people that was close to me, I would definitely take what they say in consideration. But it don't always help with my decision making on what I need to do for myself. I come first before anybody. Say that again. Because if you're not right, you you. You ain't going to be right for nobody else. No, you have to care about yourself first because if you don't have yourself mentally together, and it's not always financial because you can be mentally together, have so much money, and you still ain't worth about a nothing. So you have to have everything together with yourself mentally and don't worry about the finances. They will come. Yeah, because a lot of rich people end up committing suicide because they are mentally you know, distraught and distressed. So a lot of times money don't necessarily equal success. I want to say uh, peace does. So yeah. what equals success to you? Um, having peace, being able to look at myself in the mirror and be okay with myself. Having my family be okay with me. My children are everything to me. Um, just the family values, being comfortable with myself and not punishing myself for making bad decisions and learning from the bad decisions that I have made and just 
moving forward and not having any regrets. And if I did do something wrong, apologizing. Not Sometimes it's not for them. Sometimes it's for me. Yeah. So I can check myself and so I can move on with my life. So I mentioned you mentioned a second ago, um, you always want to be okay with looking at yourself in the mirror and being okay with the person that you are. Has there ever been a time where you weren't okay with who you are? Um, no, I can't really say that. Um, maybe weight wise, far as physical, <laughs> but nothing else. Okay, um, I'm kind of a strong person. I do have you know my times that I break down, but overall, I've always been okay with myself. Always. Good, good. So, we are going to get into some of the segments that we have. Okay. So, if you had to, if you had a tea party, name three people, dead or alive, that you would invite to your tea party. And it could be anybody. Three people. Yeah. And why? Oh... I know I might be crucified for some of this stuff. <laughs> no, say whatever you think. Say whatever you think. But I want somebody that's gonna be funny, entertaining. Look, that we've had people going. Wanted strippers to their tea party and their grandmama there. <laughs> I would want somebody there that's gonna keep us going, laughing. Um, I would choose Cardi B. She would keep. <laughs> yes. She would keep the yes. table entertained the whole time. Um. Probably Tyler Perry. Okay. Um, from a business standpoint. Because he doing good. Yeah. Tyler, if you ever need somebody to sweep the flow, give me a call. I'm quite sure his <laughs> conversation would be really, really, really interesting. Um, And probably Diddy. Okay. P. Diddy. Why Diddy? I have seen that he does a lot of dinner parties at his house. And I just want to be a fly on the wall <laughs> at his house. His all-white parties. His all-white parties. Like, he has many dinners, Sunday dinners. I would love to pick his brain. I would love to pick his brain to see, you know, how he's made it. And I love what he's doing with Revolt. Um, he would definitely be one of the people. Diddy, Cardi B, and Tyler Perry. And I want to ask Diddy, how do you keep all your baby mamas happy? Yeah, that's that's something else. Because that's one thing I could say about Diddy that I've never heard no baby mama no drama. No, I no think peep, I think no it's nothing. No I, nothing. It's probably communication. Out of none of them. I think it's communication with him. He probably keeps them, not in line, but he communicates with them. Okay. And, yeah, because that's, that's an art. Because we get so many people who, oh, I hate my baby mama. Oh, I hate my baby daddy. Da, 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 da. And it be rich people. Almost definitely. So it's like, it ain't always about the money. Mm-mm. I mean, it don't hurt. No. <laughs> I mean, he has his times where he broke down when, it, when Kim passed. He had right. his time dealing with that and why he didn't marry her. And But, you know, he's still here. He's still moving. And he did he. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Your lineup is interesting. Very interesting. Um, from a business standpoint, I could definitely see majority of them and Cardi B is always a good time. So <laughs> always a good time. <laughs> always. I think she is hilarious. Um, so now we're into our next segment called Tea Time. So now you have to tell us a story about something crazy that happened to you, good or bad. Um you might have had an epiphany about something, something might have been just anything. 
anything that you could think of that you know just sticks out to you crazy good bad any type of story that you could think of don't make don't let me pick one. <laughs> oh god that's kind of hard to even huh. that's kind of hard i don't really think i would have to really really think about that um i'm not gonna say i'm psychic but i've experienced a lot a lot of deja vu oh okay um, so tell us about that first tell us what deja vu is I think it's when you visualize something, you don't know what happened, then eventually later on in life, it could be two years from now, you're like, this happened before. Oh, okay. So I experience a lot of that. And then sometimes I have dreams about certain situations and then it turn out and happen. Some of the dreams I keep to myself mm-hmm. and some of them I don't, depending on what it is. So do you ever have like a that's so raven moment? Where she like stopped and then the visions come? Not like that. Okay. No, not like that. Like I'll be sitting and I'd be like, this happened before. Mm, okay. Or somebody, I'd be like, they about to be pregnant. And then they end up Wow. So, you know, before they going to get pregnant. Beforehand. Oh, wow. Beforehand. I experienced a lot of deja vu like that. If I really think you should tap before. into it. I think I'm too nervous about tapping into that because I don't don't really want to know. I don't want to know. I don't either. That's (laughs) just too much. I don't play with stuff like that. But what is the stigma that you have around it to why? Is it because of our upbringing? Um, That's voodoo. It's bad. I just, some of it, I don't want to see the outcome come. Mm, Okay. Um, That's understandable. And some, like I said, sometimes I have dreams, and um, I've had a dream about my aunt, my aunt Evelyn, and um, I was in my house, sleep on the couch, and it, sometimes when you sleep, it sounds like you're up, you can hear stuff, but you're not, you're still asleep. Mm-hmm. And I had a dream that she came to visit me, but I knew she was deceased, and I was just so happy to see her, and I just would not stop hugging her, and I was crying really, really hard, and I woke up. And I literally had tears in my eyes, like, rolling down my face, and I could not stop crying. Now, this has happened to me twice about her, and each time it was near her birthday. Oh, okay. So, but the second time it was kind of like I was controlling the dream a little bit more because I wanted to spend time with her. It's a lucid dream. A lucid dream. Mm -hmm. So, I still cried, but it was more joyful that I got to see her again. Awesome, awesome. Uh, My brother says he experiences a lot with our mother coming to him in his dreams. He said when she first passed, he talked to her before she passed. I'm sorry. He talked to her on the phone. They had a little conversation and then he said when right after she passed that he would come to he she would come to him in his dreams, get to talking to him, ask him, you know, is everything all right? Is everything going good? This, this, that, and the third. And I remember um me and him had a conversation. He was like, Oh, does she ever come in your dreams? No. Stay away from me. <laughs> Cause I'm scared of ghosts. I'm mortified. I'm scared of ghosts too, but I knew she was like a good ghost. I knew not. To I don't be want angels talking to me. I don't want the signs. I'm just. I'm too scary. I get scared of my own shadow. So <laughs> I just don't. I don't want to do it. I, I think I've it. been getting better. When when I was a kid, I was definitely scared of death. The first um, deceased person I ever seen was my cousin. He was eight years old. He died of sickle cell, and I thought 
a lot of kids die at eight years old. So I remember wow. having my brother, and I couldn't wait till he passed eight years old because I thought he was going to die. Oh, my goodness. So that trauma stuck with that you for a long time. That definitely traumatized me. I can still remember exactly what my cousin had on in the casket. Oh, my goodness. I remember exactly. But I think as I've gotten older, dealing with death, I have gotten a lot better. Um, I think it's a spiritual aspect as well. My yeah. relationship with God has changed a lot. Because you know that they're not suffering anymore. Exactly. So uh, when I was younger, I used to be very selfish about, you know, my mom passing and whatnot. But the older I got, it's like, oh, you know, she was going through a lot of pain and things of that nature. And mm-hmm. those are things I had to work through because, you know, she suffered a long time. And that was just hard for me to get over. But, you know, time, you know, as time has gone on, I've been, you know, coming to terms with it. Yeah. So I've definitely, uh, I've definitely been doing some work for sure. Mm-hmm. I remember, I think it was the second episode I talked about it. I was in tears, breaking down. We, you know, had to cut into the episode a little bit. Mm -hmm. But now, you know, I'm able to talk about it. I'm fine with it. You've come to terms with it. I've come to peace with it. And mind you, my mother's probably been dead, like, maybe like almost 20 years. Yeah, Yeah, she's been gone for almost 20 years. And I'm just now properly grieving Mm -hmm. because I didn't properly grieve before. Yeah. We had to get over it. My dad got married like a couple weeks after. So it was like, you know, we had to, Cut straight into another life and close that chapter. Right. And it's like, we still reading the book. <laughs> What's yeah. going on? Yeah. But all in all, uh, you definitely, um, you, you got to do the work. You got to do the work. That's the lesson um, in that story that, you know, grieving can, you can't really tell a person how long how to, to grieve. grieve for, how long to grieve for, how to properly grieve they got to do it on their own. Like I said, my mother's been gone for 20 years and I'm just now coming, you know, I'm not even all the way there yet, but I'm just now um, coming to peace with it. Mm-hmm. Coming to peace with it. Like, you know, I understand she's not coming back and, you know, one day we may meet again because I do believe that there's a heaven and she there. Because if you ask me, my mama was a saint. She might have been um, a thug and crazy. <laughs> she was a thug saint. She was definitely a saint. So... Question, and this is off board, but um, can you tell me some things about my mother that you remember? Uh, she was quiet. She was very sweet. Aunt Shirley, you look just like her. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, I remember her short hair. I remember her face vaguely. You have her eyes. Um, she was very, real sweet. She was the sweetest person on earth. She was very church going. She was just sweet. Like, I don't remember her ever raising her voice. She was probably, if she did, I probably <laughs> wouldn't have took her. I mean, y'all, but around us, she didn't. Like, yeah. she was very soft-spoken, quiet. If mm-hmm. she did raise her voice, we probably looked at her and like, yeah, right, lady. Like, <laughs> are you talking to us? Like, I've never heard you yell at us, but she mm-hmm. was very sweet and warm. She never, she was very warm, very warm person. Awesome, awesome. So, do you have, so we have another segment called Boss Babe, Boss Bro. Is there anybody that you know who has been, you know, a pillar in the community, doing their thing? Maybe they just started a business. Maybe they've been around in business for a long time. Um, Anybody that you could think of who has just really been, you know, getting it, doing their thing, making things happen? 
Um, it's a lot of people in my industry. You can name a couple. You can name one, however however you want to go about it. It's a it. lot of people that I've been watching and watching them come up. Um, my hairdresser, Corey, he's expanded his business. He's about to move to North Carolina. Okay. What made him want to go to North Carolina? Um, I think it's just his time. He always wants to, you know, move to a different city. Oh, okay. So, I commend him. I'm going to miss his hands and my head. <laughs> but, hey, I, I want him to do what he needs to do for himself. Um, Tasha, uh, Cutchfield, amazing. She's building an empire. Um, my teammate, Jasmine, um, she does nails, but she also does microblading and shading. Um, which is different from doing nails, but she has developed a passion for it, and she's getting so good at it, and she's gonna be big at doing the micro shading. Yeah, because we don't have a lot of people around here who do them. No, for sure. And she's putting in the work. She's taking the classes. She's investing in herself. She's gonna be hot. Like, watch out for uh, primped and polished. <laughs> Watch out for primped and polished. It's a lot of people, um, not just in this industry. It's a lot of people um, that's doing a lot of credit repair. Um, and it's important to get your credit right. Yeah. So important. Credit is everything. I stress that tremendously to my children. Credit is everything. If you ain't got no money, you got your credit, you good. Exactly. Yeah. Because credit is more important than having money and, at this um, point. Aisha. She just opened up um, a black-owned cosmetology school in Briarwood Mall. Beautiful looks. Okay, I seen that. I seen that. Yep, she has a, a hair salon as well. Um, but we don't have a lot of uh, cosmetology schools in this area. And you got to um, go to the city for that. You have to go to the city, or it's in Arbor, and then some of them is not teaching the skills for us to learn to deal with different types of um, hair. Mm-hmm. ethnic hair, um, different products, curl patterns, things like that. So I'm very, very, very proud of her. I'm very proud of her. That is amazing. I definitely want to check her school out for sure. Even if you don't want to go, just stop in, pop in, say hello. She'll, she's very pleasant. And just congratulate her because that is a must in this in this field. And she's not only going to teach them the skills that they're going to need to pass the state board. But she's also going to teach them professional skills, which this industry lacks a lot because everyone thinks that they know everything. And professionalism is everything. And that's how you turn a customer into a client. And that's what you want. You want clients. So what's the difference between a customer and a client? A customer is someone that comes every blue moon, Mm. um, chair hopping from this person to this person to this person. A client is someone that's loyal to you. It comes on a regular basis. Something happens with you. They're going to call you and say, are you okay? Oh, okay. So um, you build like a relationship. You're building a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. It, it turns, your relationship turns into something else. Mm. Those are the people that I love to deal with. And all of mine are pretty much clients because I've built a rapport with them. It's more than me just doing their nails. We have great conversation. We have therapy sessions. We cry sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes they, they're helping me, and they don't even realize that they're giving me a therapy session. Some of them can't wait to come because so, they need to talk to me. Sometimes I can't wait till they come. And we learn so much from each other, information on 
school, businesses, financial information, how to book a flight, restaurants. It The list goes on and on and on and on and on. Awesome, awesome. So, our next segment is Not My Cup of Tea. You have to name something that's been, you know, bothering you lately, maybe getting on your nerves. It could be anything. It could be anybody, but you basically get to just talk shit about something that's been going on, something that's not, you know, your cup of tea, something you just tired of dealing with. It could be anything. I would say um, I don't like when people bash people on social media. Yep. Um, that bothers that's me a, a, little, a, a lot. Um Especially in this business world, especially dealing with small businesses, some of that stuff can be handled differently. A lot of us do it to communication, and half the time people go and bash on social media, but the person they're bashing don't even know that what they did, problem. that there is a yep. problem, and sometimes it could be handled from a phone call, an email. Um, I don't like the bashing. I don't like the bashing at all. It bothers me. It's upsetting. Very upsetting. Because uh, we're going to start doing, with our show, <clears throat> um, going places and critique not critiquing, I don't want to say critiquing, but I always had a dream of being a food critic. Mm -hmm. So with my show, I want us to have a segment to where, you know, we shout out restaurants and um, places of, you know, that have good food. Mm -hmm. So I was coming up with, you know, kind of a rubric of how I was going to scale certain restaurants and how they do. So I, you know, had to decide to where, all right, if it's X amount of bad things about this restaurant, we're just not going to do their review at all. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, I don't want to bash their small business. It might just have been a bad day. <clears throat> it might have just been super hectic. But at the same time, I would just send them their score. And then hopefully they'll look at it, take some time to do, you know, whatever they could fix that the problems that we had, and then we'll come back and do it again. But you have to think also, everybody's experience is different. Exactly. Especially dealing with food. Everyone's taste buds are yep. different. Um, customer service has been a big issue. Customer service is a big thing. I just recently went to a restaurant a couple months ago. They got rave, rave, rave reviews. My experience was terrible. It was horrible. <laughs> um, but I appreciate the way that they handled the situation. I love how they handled my complaint. And would I go back? Yes. I always believe in giving How people did they leave. handle your complaint? Um, and what was your complaint? I wasn't loud. I wasn't obnoxious. It wasn't like that. Um, my fiance, he wouldn't put the manager aside and had a conversation of what was wrong and mm -hmm. by us spending all this type of money. This is what we expected. They gave us 25% off. They took off some of um, the items off of our bill and um, they hope that we come back. Would I go back? I definitely will go back because I appreciate how they handled it, handled the situation. Right. And I wouldn't order the same thing. I'd probably go for breakfast or for lunch, but I yeah. still want to support Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it's funny because the restaurant she's speaking about, I've been to that restaurant, and that was the first place that I thought about doing our um, our that segment on. And I had also experienced some bad, bad service, and it was just like, oh, my God. Like you said, they get a lot of great reviews. Everything is wonderful. And, of course, we're not going to say what uh, restaurant this was. 
But I went there thinking like, wow, y'all lied. <laughs> like, it's, but that was your experience. Though. Exactly. That was my experience. And, you know, the waitress came back. She's like, oh, you know, I'm going to comp you guys as drinks and this is that. But this experience was so bad. I just don't know about going back. But like I said, you know, I might try your approach of, you know, getting the, um, the manager talking to him, but it was just like, we had a reservation. So I had to wait two hours to sit down. It was just, I think they just, it was just too hectic. Yeah. And sometimes in the restaurant business, they have different cooks. Mm-hmm. And sometimes do better if the owners are there, if they're not there. Exactly. And me, maybe my taste buds was off a little bit. The food was decent, but it wasn't as good as it should have been. Of what you've heard. Exactly. Yeah, but, but I would definitely, I would definitely give them another try. Yeah, I think I will too. Give them another chance, cause like I, cause like you said, I should have probably took the same approach that you took, mm-hmm. versus being like, I ain't coming back here, y'all, you know, cause yeah. I feel like y'all knew it was an issue. Yeah. Did you really need me to tell you that there was a problem? Cause yeah. she offered to come to drinks because she knew it was a problem. Yeah, I had an issue with my drink too. <laughs> I basically got my drink at the end of my food, and it wasn't busy. Yep. So in my eyes, they're not busy, but maybe to them, they were low staff and they were busy. Exactly. So that's why I did appreciate it. But I don't know. It's kind of hard. Like I've, I've had, you know, maybe had people that wasn't so satisfied and they may come back. They might thought maybe just had a bad day, but what's good for me may not be good for you. Exactly. So it's something, somebody out here for everybody. Absolutely. Especially um, as far as business wise. That okay, yeah. So bashing on the internet is definitely not your cup of tea. No, especially if you haven't contacted the person first to try to even tell them because how is that business supposed to know that they did something wrong and how do they learn to to not do that anymore? To fix the situation. Oh, I didn't think about it like that. Mm-hmm. Dang, I did mess up. You didn't you never gave them a chance to reevaluate the situation. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you got to be open-minded, especially with small business. Communication is key, people. Communication is key. It will definitely um, stop a lot of drama. It will. Stop a it lot of drama. Because I definitely don't believe in, in uh, you know, bashing businesses just period. Well, hopefully I don't ever come to a term where I'm on the show and I have to bash somebody. Yeah. I ain't going to say it ain't going to happen, but uh, that's that's not the plan. That's not the plan because no, if I something mean, is so bad, I just won't acknowledge it at all. You will not get no posts. You will not get no comment, no shout-out from us. And then that's my plan on how to go about it. That's your, that's but, I mean, if somebody, you know, something so diabolical, you know, I might have to get you together. I don't yeah, know. But sometimes silence is golden. It kills people more if you don't talk to them. Yep. And people have to understand Don't feed it. Don't, don't feed, feed into, into it. Because if you don't feed it, it won't grow. If you're not responding to them, that's going to kill them. That's just fueling the fire even more. Like, oh. Okay, let me stop. She's not paying attention to what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I'm not. That is true. That is true. So what is not my cup of tea this week? Um, I'm going to uh, backpack off of that. Communication is a problem. I don't understand where people just feel like it's not important to tell people when they're not going to do something, when they're going to go about something that might be in a visceral way. To somebody else but it's like if people had the proper communication I think a lot of times um, this whole technology age has stopped people from being able to have um, 
conversation or being afraid to have conversation, whether it's good or bad, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. So it's like, you know, you deal with some people and it's their, like I've said before, it's their job to misunderstand you. Yeah. But they don't have good communication skills. Regardless, you know, a conversation where certain things has to be had. But people just be like, oh, I, ain't, I don't want to talk about that, or I don't want to do this, or I don't want to do that. But it's like, we, we got to talk about it. We got to get to the root of that. We got to get an understanding and, you know, a confirmation of what can be fixed and how we're going to press on from here. But communication is a problem. People do not know how to communicate properly. Texting. People take a lot of things out of content with text messages. So when I want to argue with somebody, I try not to text them. I just call them. That's very important. Because <laughs> they can take it. Unless I don't care. Texting the tone when you really didn't even mean it like that. Yep. That is true. That is true. Because sometimes you read some, like, a, I got an older brother. He writes everything he does in capital letters. And to you, especially in your generation, that's yelling. Like, why are you yelling at me? <laughs> so I've had but to say to him, but I've had to say to him a couple times, why do you have to text like this? Like, why are you yelling? And he'll be like, that's just how, that's just how I text. And I'm just like, calm your caps down. <laughs> calm them caps down. I didn't know that the okay symbol is not a good symbol. But I did that to my client, and uh-huh. she knows me, and she like she like okay. But in other of uh, other people, like oh, she just kind of like blowing me off. <laughs> I'm like, when did this turn to the okay emoji bad? is what she's referring to? Like, when did that become something bad? So now I it's know, like and saying, I know not to do it no more. It's like kind of saying bet. You know how you get into it with somebody, and you be like, all right, bet. All right, okay. It's on the lines of that. I say bet all the time, though. But it's the context. Yeah, it's so the if context. you put it in the text, somebody might read it as, oh, which, what you mean, bet? Like, that's just it? It's not a proper closing. Okay. And neither is okay. <laughs> the emoji one. The emoji, but if you just okay. spell it out, it's like, oh, all right. But that's, but that's with anybody. That's interpreted any type of way. Because I put the okay sign all the time, and I don't think nothing of it. Because what will happen is once you type it in, that emoji will pop up. And right, click. and I click. Right. I don't think nothing of it. I, I, I didn't think twice about it. <laughs> but I want to say when I was younger, they used to tell us that it meant asshole. Oh, really? Huh. Mm-hmm. A-S-S and then the whole part. Oh, I just learned something new today. <laughs> Never even heard of that. But I, okay. But yes, people, we have to communicate better. That, that'll make the world go round. I mean, wars are started off a miscommunication. Most definitely. Communication is the key to everything, especially in building relationships with people. Absolutely. Because you can, you know, like you said, have a forever client versus, you know, a weather time customer because the communication could have been bad. So would you like to plug your business or tell us about any upcoming events, uh, your shop in general? Well, uh, Dickton Nails is just a nail salon. We offer um, different phases of nail care as well as pedicure service. Um, We try to stay updated on the latest um, nail techniques. Um, Me and my teammate, Jasmine, she also goes by uh, Primpton Polish. Look her up on Facebook, Instagram. You can also look me up on IG at Miss Addicted. 
um, on IG. And we also have a Facebook page, Addicted Nails. Um, that's on Facebook. We promote um, different nail care as well as we put specials up monthly, weekly, um, last minute cancellations because some people try to get in and we don't have anything. So make sure when you do follow us that you click on to the notifications if you're trying to get in for a last minute appointment. That is where you should look. But we are um, two women trying to make it and we only do appointment only. The reason for that, so we can set our day. That way you can set your day and we can get you in and out without you having to wait and sit and watch us. We want to be able to make sure we're doing everything right with customer service and that aspect with no waiting. I mean, it may be like five, ten minutes sometimes, but we'll definitely communicate with you if we're running behind because things do happen sometimes. We are located on Grove Road in the Lake Point Center right off the water we have a beautiful view um and we're here we're open tuesday through saturday we do um special appointments on mondays as well so that is me i'm trisha come in and check us out and i definitely want to give my review real quick um i love coming to trisha to get my nails done i've probably been getting my nails done ever since she started doing nails back in the day <laughs> i used to want to get acrylic but my dad used to say no so i used to have to come just get the little polish with the little designs on them <laughs> but it lasted a long time and one thing i can say that my nails were in good shape my nails didn't break off. I have very long, healthy nails. And I want to um, definitely shout out Trisha for that. Because I feel like if I went somewhere and I feel like they... I've been other places where the the integrity of my nail degraded over time. Mm -hmm. Going to them. and But I know coming to you, you're really about the health and the care of the person's nails. That's one of the number one things. Um, we're here to educate you. Um, a lot of people come in with different things on their nails and don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. um, so we're here to educate you of what you have on, why you shouldn't do it, why you shouldn't go there, and to be more vocal with whoever is performing the service with you. Don't leave unsatisfied. Always make sure it's something that you like because you're paying your money for it, but you have to speak up. Don't pay for something and then come in <laughs> and complain if you haven't spoken up. Here, we want you to walk out satisfied. That way, you can refer other people to us. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you for your time, Trisha. We definitely, uh, we hope that, you know, you'll be a recurring fan of the show. Yes, look out <laughs> for Spencer Interior Designs. It will be up and fully running in 2020. So, I will be doing a lot of interior design. So, watch out for that. Um, and I will be posting my new Instagram page for that business shortly. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you guys for tuning in this week on My Reality Podcast. Bye. You can follow us on Instagram at myreality underscore podcast one. And that is the number one. Spelled M-Y-R-E-A-L-I-T-E-A -E underscore P-O-D-C-A-S-T and the number one. And also for questions, comments, concerns, write us on Gmail. It's easier for us to respond back and keep up with the messages through uh, email. 
And that is my reality podcast at gmail.com. Spelled M Y R E A L I T E A P O D A S T. Bye.